All right. Thanks for tuning in as always this week, guys. I'm looking forward to this week's topic, which is essentially the topic of time horizons or assigning the right amount of time to a goal that you are pursuing or anything else you're pursuing, really. And this really boils down to or gets at the heart of satisfaction and happiness, uh, especially with regards to pursuing something that may take a long period of time or something that, you know, mastery doesn't come easy. And there may be a long period of effort required in order to see any type of tangible progress. And so what I really want to highlight or emphasize here is a lot of unhappiness or dissatisfaction with regard to goals or pursuits comes from misunderstanding the time required for some of those things. And a lot of this just boils down to changing our perspective or uh, changing our expectations with regard to certain things because a lot of times I find people play long-term games with short-term expectations and that in and of itself is a very easy way to get frustrated and discouraged and so we're going to dive a little deeper into that topic this week and look at it from a few different angles try to go through a few different examples and and my hope from this week's podcast is that you can come away with a little bit more information about setting realistic expectations and understanding how long certain things will actually take because a lot of times it's hard to anticipate or assign a reasonable time expectation to certain goals, especially if they're things you've never pursued. So hopefully this week will help you put some of that stuff into context and come away with a better system for setting time expectations. So if we look at goals in general, all right, let's take a step back. We'll go, we'll go all the way back to goals. And in particular, we'll talk about our SMART framework. Uh, and for anybody who's discussed this topic with me at length, uh, I like the SMART framework and I think it's necessary to provide context for midterm goals. Re- realistically, the, the, the only place that I really think the SMART framework is applicable would be, you know, mid to near term goals uh, in the sense of very quantifiable pieces or stepping stones to larger goals. So to give a brief overview or I guess a shotgun explanation of my goal setting and habit framework, uh, the lean list system that I use essentially when it comes to long term goals or really big goals, I like to assign those in terms of identity and and who we are versus what we want to do. So if you think about, you know, uh, a lot of fitness goals, for example, if you want to change your fitness identity or you want to completely change your body composition or you want to go from, be, uh, from being someone who doesn't exercise regularly to someone who does, Setting a smart goal around that is going to get you part of the way there, but it it is certainly not going to make that behavior stick. And so when it comes to big changes, I like to think of them in terms of identity. So for example, if if we're talking about fitness, if you 
are somebody who is out of shape or maybe hasn't prioritized working out. Maybe you've never played sports. Maybe you've never really dedicated any time in the gym. And if that's you, you know, that's okay because you are, there are a lot of people in that situation and taking the first step can be incredibly difficult. The best way that I have found for people to really make lasting change, large change, going from where they are now to where they want to be, is to encapsulate that change in terms of your identity or your future identity. So specifically, who do you want to be in the future? So if we take this fitness example, you say, I am a person who works out regularly. I am a person who takes health seriously. I am a person who prioritizes fitness because it improves my quality of life. If you think about being the type of person who does those things, it is far easier to set intermediary goals to get there than if you're just using the classic SMART framework. So it's a little bit of a tangent, but I think if you're talking big goals, tie them to an identity, tie them to who you want to be, not just what you want to do. But obviously, in order to change your identity, there are a lot of other steps that have to happen along the way. And that is where the smart goal setting framework uh, is really good for. So in our fitness example, okay, cool. If I want to be the type of person who prioritizes fitness, I need to be getting to the gym three, maybe four days a week. I need to be spending some time prepping my meals or finding some type of meal delivery company or or service that allows me to have easy access to healthy meals. So if you're somebody who has a very busy career, cool, find a meal delivery company that you like and that you like their food and that you know provides you with, with quality, reliable meals so that you're not sitting here and ordering out from places for lunch or maybe having crappy meals because you're not prepared. Um, if you have the time to meal prep, excellent, right? You know, get things in bulk, prep meals for the week, or at least for the first half of the week and, and do all that stuff. So, so those would be kind of mediary or near-term goals that would be required to get there. Now you might have some weight loss goals that are a part of that. Maybe you want to lose 15, 20 pounds or whatever. Maybe you want to change your body fat percentage. Um, if you're doing something like a DEXA scan or an in-body scan, maybe you want to increase your muscle mass to a certain threshold. Those are all measurable things that are great near-term goals that would fuel your identity goal of changing who you are as a person. And so these are the type of goals that really do well with a SMART framework. And if we look at the SMART framework, right, it has to be something specific, meaning you have to very clearly articulate and define what it is that you want to accomplish. Because if you have a vague goal, you're not going to be able to get there. There's, There's no way to measure progress. M is measurable, right? It has to be something that you can quantify. So If we're talking weight loss, that's a very easy thing to quantify. You can say, okay, cool, I want to lose 15 pounds. There's a very specific measure that you're looking for. Uh, I don't necessarily think pure weight loss goals are the best option for fitness pursuits. Uh, That's something where like an in-body or a DEXA scan is really helpful because you can actually look at your body composition and you can say, okay, cool, I want to increase my lean muscle mass. I want to reduce my body fat. I want to increase the muscle mass in my lower body. Those are all things that you can specifically measure. And for that reason... I think those are great metrics. You know, body weight fluctuates a lot and two people can have the same body weight and look very different. So just purely thinking about weight loss or tying fitness goals to weight loss doesn't necessarily work. And there are a ton of other examples that we can use too. I'm I'm just using fitness because I'm familiar with it uh, and because I think it very clearly articulates what we're trying to get after. From there... It has to be something that is actionable. And this this has some nuance to it, but the way that I always 
tell people to think about this is it has to be something that you can take action on now. It has to be something that you have the ability, the capability, and the power to make progress on. So you may want to accomplish certain things, but you're just not in the position to take action on those goals, right? Maybe you want to, you know, get a master's degree, but financially at this point in time, you aren't able to put yourself in a position to pursue that, right? So, so that goal may be important to you, but it's not actionable at this point in time, right? Now from there, it has to be relevant. This is one with a little bit of nuance as well, but relevancy is is really dependent on your identity. So we, you know, we talked about who do you want to be in the future. In the case of our fitness example, fitness related goals are relevant to that larger identity goal, right? If this person wants to change who they are as a person from a fitness perspective, from a health perspective, anything that funnels into that is going to be relevant for that larger goal. So th- those things are all fine. So relevancy is is obviously going to depend on what your largest goals are or what your big goals are. And that's, you know, that's something that you need to sit with and think through. And, and then you need to decide if the things that you're pursuing or the things that you want to pursue are relevant to that larger goal. I've seen a lot of people put an immense amount of effort into things that don't matter. Uh, not because there is no benefit to doing those things, not because there are no potential accolades or there, you know, there are a lot of positive things that come from the goals that they're pursuing. But when you have them think about those goals in the context of what they want to accomplish long term or who they want to be long term, a lot of times people realize that the things they've been pursuing, while noble in their own right, may not be relevant or helpful for their largest goals. And the last part of our SMART framework, the T is time bound. And this is kind of what we're getting at the heart of this week, right? Something that is time bound means that you need to assign a deadline for accomplishing this thing, this goal, right? So if you have a weight loss goal, just because it's easy to quantify, even though it's not the best metric, You can say, okay, I want to lose 15 pounds in three months or four months or whatever it is. That is quantifiable. It's measurable. It's it's a specific quantity or specific target. It's relevant to your fitness goal, most likely, if if we're talking about that context. Uh, And it's time bound in the sense that you are giving yourself a clear deadline and clear period of time to accomplish that thing. Now, it's also actionable because you can take action right now to probably eat healthier foods, probably exercise a little bit more, and both of those things are going to contribute to your body weight. The issue becomes with with this time component, how often people underestimate how long things will take or don't realize the gravity of commitment and time investment required for certain things. So if we're talking about time, right? If we're talking about this weight loss goal, if you set that same 15 pound goal and you said, you know, I want to lose 15 pounds in a week, you might be able to do that temporarily by cutting water weight and doing some very unhealthy things. I mean, I grew up wrestling, boxing, fighting. You know, we had to make weight for weight classes. Anybody who's done any type of weight-dependent sport probably understands this a little bit. You can definitely drop that amount of weight 
in a short period of time. You can do it in a day. I've, I've, I've cut 15 pounds in 24 hours. I'm not saying that that is healthy, right? And, and that's certainly not sustainable. So when it comes to goals, this expectation of how long things will take can kind of throw us for a loop. And especially with regard to identity goals, right? So I, I keep coming back to this concept of identity. And the reason for that is because these expectations of time most often happen with regard to identity goals or in the context of these really big endeavors that people are pursuing. It's usually not the small things where we misalign our expectations of, of time, right? So if you're like, okay, cool, I want to, you know, read uh, three chapters of this book. We kind of have a pretty good handle on how long that's going to take and we know whether or not we did that thing, right? All right, cool. If you read today, then you're getting closer. If you didn't read, then you're not. But but that's not necessarily something that's going to take a really long time. Even reading a couple books, right? Cool. It might take, you know, a couple weeks or a couple months of, of, of dedicated investment of time on your part. But we kind of have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen when we do that activity and we kind of understand how long those things are going to take. With regard to big goals, audacious goals, things like identity, that's where it gets a little bit fuzzy, right? So that's where we might have a hard time understanding or conceptualizing how long things will actually take. If you're trying to change the type of person you are, that is not an easy feat and it's not something that's going to happen overnight. And most of the things that we want to accomplish, the, the big things, the meaningful things, most of those things are tied to a future identity or they're really big, scary goals, right? With this fitness example that we were using, if you're trying to change the type of person you are, if you're trying to go from being someone who doesn't really exercise, doesn't eat well, maybe doesn't necessarily have a good handle on that stuff. If you're trying to go from being that type of person to somebody who is fit, healthy, who prioritizes those activities, that's a hard change. And that's not something that is easy to do. That's not something that's going to happen quickly. And somewhere along the line, when initial motivations run out is where people run into problems and that is where this concept of time horizons because becomes so important because that is where we need to have some discipline and we need to stick to the plan even though we might not be seeing results as quickly as we want. So there are really two factors that play into this and these are things I've, I've talked about before. The first is, and there's a quote that I really, really like, and uh, it is, we underestimate what we can accomplish in a year, but we overestimate what we can accomplish in a day. And there's a number of, of uh, versions of this quote. You can really extrapolate it to any time frame. But if we look at it even on a decade, right, we underestimate, I believe the original quote was one year and 10 years. Uh, and I believe it was Bill Gates. I'm actually going to look this up while I am talking to you. Uh, but if we think about this, we underestimate what we can accomplish in a year but we overestimate what we can, or I'm sorry, the other way around. We overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and we underestimate what we can accomplish in 10 years. And this is a framework that I think is really important to keep in mind. Things take longer than we realize, but we also sometimes become overconfident with what we can do in the short term. And I actually found this quote. It's, a, it's actually by a guy, Matthew Kelly. 
Uh, most people overestimate what they can do in a day and underestimate what they can do in a month. We overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can accomplish in a decade. So this is by Matthew Kelly in the book, The Long View, which I will actually link in the show notes for anybody who wants to dig a little deeper into this. But that quote is important because it showcases the issue with un or under assigning incorrectly rather the time frames for certain transformations changes and things that we're pursuing a lot of times we think we can get a lot more done quickly than we really can but we also don't understand the power of compounding over time and this is where consistency becomes important this is where it's important to play long-term games to understand that something is not going to happen overnight but if you consistently show up day in day out week after week month after month if you show up and do that thing do that task make good choices or make choices in the context of the identity that you've created for yourself you won't necessarily notice progress in a day in a week in a month but if you show up consistently if you do the things that you should be doing consistently then you will make massive progress in a year in five years in 10 years and so understanding that a lot of things that you want to accomplish are long-term games. They're going to take time. Consistency is the biggest factor for success. And if you focus on that, on the discipline of showing up, especially on the days where you don't want to show up, on days where you, you don't really feel it, you're tired, you're, you know, you're exhausted, you're burnt out, you had a tough week, you had a tough day at work, whatever. If you can make the right decisions, if you can make long-term decisions in those moments, that is what is going to ultimately lead to your success. That's what's going to ultimately lead to you accomplishing the things that you want to accomplish. And James Clear talks about this a lot as in Atomic Habits about creating good habits versus bad habits. And he talks about it's, it's how it's easy to foster bad habits because bad habits are pleasurable in the short term. They typically have an immediate payoff. You know, watching TV when you get home from work probably feels better than reading a book or working on that side hustle or doing whatever that you want to accomplish. It, it's, it's easier to do the thing that provides short-term gratification. And it is so easy in the modern world to have instant gratification. You can order something from Amazon. It'll be at your doorstep in two days, maybe a day, maybe tonight. We don't really have to wait for much anymore. Or correction we don't need to wait for distractions it's very easy to pop a show on netflix it's very easy to order something that you want to order it's very easy to DoorDash a pizza or you know dessert ice cream whatever it is and those are all things that depending on your goals may be pushing you further from the target instead of bringing you closer to it and discipline or the way that i define discipline is the ability to do what you should be doing when the alternatives seem better. There's going to be a lot of times where, you know, writing uh, to work on the book that you said you wanted to write or reading or exercising when you're tired or, you know, dragging yourself to the gym or eating healthy food when there are, are more exciting options. Those are all things that take discipline, that take dedication to a bigger goal. And they're things that are not easy in the moment to do, right? When we make good decisions and we have good habits, and this is what James Clear alludes to in Atomic Habits is, good habits, we don't see the payoff of them immediately. Good habits is like investing. 
right? If you invest your money in the stock market over time or in real estate or whatever it is, right? You're investing because you're saying, I'm going to take this money and instead of spending it now, I'm going to set it aside. I'm going to put it in this account because I know that over time, on average, these funds will grow year over year. And the longer that I am in the game, the longer that I'm investing, the more that money will be worth. You know, you may have seen the power of compounding or heard about compounding, right? It's Warren Buffett called it, you know, one of the, the wonders of the world, right? A small amount of money left in an account over time will grow into a massive amount of money. If you've ever heard about the doubling a penny every day for 30 days or whatever it is, it starts as a very small amount, but it grows to an exponentially large amount because every day it grows in value based on the initial value that you put in and based on the time that you have spent investing. So compounding, compound interest is really something that allows you to grow your money substantially over time. And so good habits are much like smart investing. You are making a commitment of time today, a commitment of effort today, or a commitment of doing something that you don't necessarily want to do, knowing that over time it will pay off. And so what I would encourage you to do when it comes to time, when it comes to your goals, is understand that most of the big things you want to accomplish are going to take a lot of time to accomplish. Most of the things that you want to do are not going to happen overnight. You're going to have to show up every day, especially on the days that you don't want to show up. You're going to have to be consistent over time. You're going to have to shift your mindset to understanding that this is a long-term game and I need to approach it from a long-term perspective. You will always be disappointed and you will always be unhappy if you try to play long-term games with a short-term mindset or with short-term expectations. So understand that if you don't put in that time, if you don't focus on taking the small steps consistently every day, if you don't focus on doing the things that you know you should be doing when the alternatives seem a little bit more interesting, you're going to get further and further away from those goals. You're going to continue to be disappointed because you're expecting immediate results. And the other side of this, I said there were two components, right? There, there's that concept of, of us overestimating what we can do in the short term and underestimating what we can do in the long term. But there's also something that I, I talk about, I call it the mirror effect, which there's another thing that's also called that, but disregard, right? The mirror effect simply is if you are making progress every day, it's really hard for you to see that progress because you see yourself in the mirror every day. If you are trying to lose 15 pounds, you're probably not going to notice that you're losing a little bit of weight every day. But compare that to the family member who hasn't seen you for six months. When you dedicate yourself to that healthy lifestyle and the example that we've been using this entire podcast, that family member is going to notice a massive change in you six months later if they haven't seen you for that period of time, right? We have those family members, aunts, uncles, whatever, who, you know, we see at major holidays. So maybe the last time they saw you was, you know, the lot, whatever the last holiday was, maybe they saw you at Easter and now it's Christmas or whatever it is or Thanksgiving. And if you have consistently dedicated yourself to those small steps every day, they are going to notice a massive change in you, even if you can't necessarily notice that same change. So, it's easy to get discouraged. 
It's easy to think you're not making progress. It's easy to become unhappy when we're focusing on where we want to be and we see how far that is from where we are now. But what I would encourage you to do is focus on using the right expectation of time, the right time horizon. Focus on playing those long-term games, on being consistent and showing up when you don't want to show up. And that will help you temper your expectations to be realistic, but not just realistic. You're going to understand that the time and effort that you're investing now is going to compound into big changes down the road. Just like smart investing with, you know, with finances, those small amounts of action are going to grow to huge results if you simply stay in the game because so many other people are going to quit and they're going to get discouraged when that initial motivation runs out, when that initial burst of energy runs out. There are so many people who don't just have the discipline or aren't cultivating the discipline to show up on the days that they don't want to show up. And if you can simply do that, if you can understand that all the changes that you want to accomplish are going to take a significant investment of time and effort, if you become okay with that, if you can learn to enjoy the process of getting better, even if you don't see results right away, I promise you, you will accomplish everything that you want to and then some, and you will learn to be satisfied and happy with the small incremental change instead of just chasing after, constantly chasing after these big massive changes that are going to take time and effort to accomplish. So, you know, setting goals isn't Amazon. It's not going to get here in two days. I promise you, if you can just show up every day, you will get to where you want to go and you will enjoy the process of getting there. So focus on the right time horizons. Until next time, guys, you can always reach me, Justin at trainedright.com on Twitter, on Instagram at trainedright. Uh, I think my Twitter algorithm is still broken. So you know, hit me with a couple likes, follow me, you know, do the thing, do the thing, share with your friends. Um, a lot of you may be coming here from the newsletter, but if you haven't signed up for my newsletter, pages, P-A-G-E-S dot trainedright.com. I send out a newsletter every week doing, you know, a little discussion, if you will, about topics. And a lot of times those topics become uh, topics for podcasts where I do a little bit of a deeper dive. So hit me up, email me, message me, DMs or whatever. And until next week, I hope you have a fantastic weekend.